What's up, everybody? It's Kay Smith on Gridiron and on the Court, episode 11, November 18th, Friday afternoon, 82 degrees outside, and I'm with my co-host, Josh Rock. And we're just going to go ahead and start it off. Um, what you got for us on the gridiron today? I know a second round of playoffs. Things are getting a little interesting. Round one started last week. Not that many upsets. Teams won that was supposed to go out and handle their business. So we'll get right into it. Episode 11. Edna Carr, 62-7 over Pearl River. I told you all that was going to be a route. And Landry boy, Walker. was it a route. Landry Walker defeated Fountain Blue, 55-23. Jenna Giants defeated Booger T. Washington from Shreveport, 56-14. Manny defeated General Trash. I don't know where that's at, Kenny. Me either. 57-6. Somewhere in the sticks. I don't even know where it's at. That's in Louisiana somewhere. I'm going to have to look that up. McDonough, 35-36-8 over Grant High School. Amit over Jewel Sumner, 29-8. St. Aug didn't play their most perfect game last week, but they came out with a win over C.E. Bird, 27-15. Ponchatula with a last-second field goal to get the win over Como, 20-17. Peabody over St. James in an exciting one, 41-33. Jennings over Church Point, 35-8. Acadiana smashed Alexandria, 52-0. Golly. Oh, my goodness. Hanville Tigers over the Covington Lions, 31-7. Puka Williams had a good game in L. Tioga over Washington Marion, 19-6. John Eric defeated Halton, 48-27. Karen Crow all over Salmon, 35-3. Man. Just busting, busting them up. Yeah, they busting there, them up. Iowa over Port Allen, 61-27. They were talking about that one as a potential upset, but... Man, that was a large margin of victory. Number one team in 3-8 went in there and handled some business. The upset of the week, East Ascension, the 27th seed, went in there and defeated on the road, Ruston, 38-14. Wow. So that wasn't a close one at all. Uh, maybe East Ascension should have received a higher ranking. Maybe it should have been the other way around for Ruston. So maybe Ruston overlooked their opponent. Maybe they overlooked their opponent. Maybe they didn't prepare right or coach didn't have them prepare. Bottom line, uh, they lost at home. They're going home, man. East Ascension going on to the next round. Erat defeated um, Eunice last week on the road as well. Hmm. Yes. 49-20. Elijah Mitchell had six touchdowns in that game. Plaquemine defeated Brobridge 31-8. Parkway 60 to 21 over Captain Street. North DeSoto. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, North Louisiana um, That's a rivalry matchup. Kind of. I mean, uh, Parkway's from Bozier. Captain Street's from Shreveport, obviously. Um, but Parkway is usually always slinging it out there. So, yeah, they've been slinging it the last couple of years that I've um, been paying attention to them. So, always have some. A couple of quarterbacks been running through there. Exactly. When Brandon Harris uh, most probably the most recent one to yeah. name that's notable. Barb over East St. John in the last second touchdown, 23-19. North DeSoto over LaGrange, 35-29. So the next segment, Kenneth, we're going to get into um, the players who shine on the gridiron. First guy we got up, guy from my alumni school, Warren Easton, um, Damian Tate. He's usually, uh, he's a cornerback, but uh, this game they had him all over the field, man. They had him at 
They had him at quarterback. They had him at DB as usual. Man, he had 94 yards passing. One touchdown to Sticks for 70 yards. And he had another touchdown to Johannes Tyler to equal two touchdowns. Plus, he had a pick six in his usual duty, man. That's just something that he does every game. He's a ball hawk. Next guy, 2017 place kicker from Ponchatoula, Carson Wild. He had a 41-yard field goal to break a 7-7 tie in the third quarter, as well as the game-winning 30-yard field goal to ice the game, man, to send um, Como back home, man. Ice water in his veins. He, well, we'll give him some losing, some news later on him. Uh, I was about to spill the beans, but. Let me move on to the next player, Jonte McDowell from St. Paul's, 2019 quarterback. He went 14 of 16 for 213 yards to go with four touchdowns. Jamar Chase, 2018 receiver from Rummel, had seven receptions for 110 yards in their victory last week. Justice McCoy had an efficient game last week against C.E. Bird. Went 10 for 12, 200 yards through the air, one touchdown, three touchdowns on the ground. Next guy, athlete from Lutcher, Carnell Holmes, had nine receptions, 120 yards, two touchdowns, two picks on defense, two fumble recoveries, six tackles to go with one pass deflection. Man, that's a good game right there, man. That's Carnell all, Holmes, all around, I, all around, just beasting, trying to trying to get it to that next round. I Carnell see. Holmes, man, I never heard of him before, man. I'm gonna have to check Carnell Holmes out a little bit more. Flying under the radar, definitely. Next guy is definitely not flying under the radar. 2017 E-Rat running back Elijah Mitchell. Just another day in the office for him, man. 331 yards rushing, six Whoa. touchdowns on 29 carries. Can you say that again? 331 yards rushing, 29 carries to go with six touchdowns. Wow. He does that every game, man. Seems like he unstoppable. Um... It's a strong word. Committed to UL. Uh-oh. he does those type of things for the UL Region Cajun football team next year. Look at um, him signing some key players. Look at that. Some guys that received some offers last week. Uh, East Ascension offensive lineman Trevor Fleming received the offer from Grambling State University. Next guy we have Regine Wright from Helen Cox received his first offer from Southwestern College up there in... Uh, some part of Kansas, uh, their new college seemed like a little division three college. I had to do a little bit more research on that college as well because um, they offered a couple of other guys from down here in the New Orleans area. Um, with one of them being committed, their uh, Quentin Matthews from George Washington Carver. Some other guys that dish out that dished out commitments to their future schools. Defensive end slash outside line, outside linebacker from Hammond, Chris Turner, committed to the Missouri Tigers. Place kicker from Ponchatoula, Carson Wild, we mentioned him a few minutes ago, committed to the Army Cadets. Defensive lineman from Madison Prep, my boy Troy James, who recently decommitted from the Kansas Jayhawks, gave a commitment to the Arkansas Razorbacks. Mm. WPS. Hog Nation. Hog Nation. So, Kenny, what you got for us, man? Give give me some basketball stuff, man. All right, we're going to switch it up this week. Um, the prep basketball scene is just beginning to start. Uh, there was a few jamborees last week, and now we're starting to get into some real game action competition. Up in North Louisiana in Shreveport, where I went to undergrad, there is a tournament out there that started yesterday, Thursday, 
the first annual Metro PCS Battle on the Hardwood Classic hosted by Fair Park High School and this was kind of something that uh, the women's coach for Fair Park Cherie Sims kind of wanted to do for uh, the Shreveport area just get some elite competition to come down to the Shreveport uh, metro area and play some basketball games get some good competition good uh, way to start the season off and um, she was also helped out with this with by their men's coach Eddie Hamilton but some of the matchups this is a boys and girls basketball tournament but we'll be looking at the boys side primarily so the first few games that was played had a matchup against Huntington the Raiders against West Monroe and Captain Shree played Bozier who will be led by Tyrese English this year and they'll try to defend their 4A state championship so that'll be their first real game of the season uh, Friday Today, we have Woodlawn taking on Captain Shreve. Uh, Woodlawn is led by Telvin Taylor, one of the um, higher-rated prospects in North Louisiana. We also have Latrevian Black leading Fair Park against Washington Marion. We have Huntington against Longview. Captain Shreve versus Mansfield. Uh, Burger T. Washington led by Xavier Bensley against ProVision. Bozier playing Robert E. Lee, Green Oaks against ProVision. And then Saturday, we have Captain Shreve versus ProVision, West Monroe against Longview, Washington Marion playing John Tyler, Bozier playing Washington Marion. That should be a very intriguing game. Woodlawn against ProVision, Booker T. Washington against Robert E. Lee, and then they'll finish up with Huntington against John Tyler. So now we're going to get into some of the intriguing second round matchups in the LHSAA high school football playoffs. Josh, why don't you go ahead and run it down for us. The number one seed in 5-8, Destrehan Wildcats travel to the Mandeville Skippers. Destrehan on upset alert. John Eric at Heimville in an 8-9 matchup. Landry Walker defeated Sulphur yesterday. 50 28. Oh man, Keaton Thompson had a good game yesterday. Parkway travels to BR Central. Acadiana faces Ponchatoula yet again in the playoffs. That should be a good one. They'll face each other every year since the 2013 season in the regular season and are in the playoffs. I'm Saint- going with Acadiana. Who you got? I'm going with Acadiana. I'm probably going to go with Acadiana as well, being that this is the playoffs. Acadiana usually shows up in the playoffs no matter what. They usually they get it done. Season, you know, they're going to get it done. So I'm going to go with the Acadiana Wrecking Rams in that one over the Green Wave in the Swamp. St. Amant travels to Barb. Barb should put up some points in that one. Assumption travels to Neville. Neville should win big in that one. Plagman at Woodlawn Shreveport. Would like to see Todd Harris lay a hat on Travinsky Mosley. In that one, I would like to see Ty Harris lay the big hit on that boy. Yeah. Car at Leesville in a one versus eighteen matchup. Easton Eagles. Car at Leesville. Car wow. At Leesville. Okay. Uh, one of my first friends from undergrad went to the Leesville. He's a all uh, forever a Leesville Wampus cat. So I'll be pulling for Leesville on that one. But we'll see what happens. The Wampus cats, <laughs> huh? That's their mascot? Wampus Cat. Never First, I went out there for a game. I was like, yo, what's a Wampus Cat? You tried to explain to me. I still didn't understand it. Minden at Livonia. Karen Crew at LaRanger. And Easton at Tioga. 
West Feliciana at ERAT in the 1 versus 17 matchup. Jenna Giants at the Northwest Raiders. That game right there will be the biggest test that the Northwest Raiders have um, faced this whole season. So, might break the undefeated season. They man. are might undefeated, them though. Home. Yeah, we'll they're see. undefeated. Wasman is at Lutcher. Peabody is at Iowa. South Beauregard is at Amit. So, Kenny, last week, we had a Thursday night game. The Raging Cajun football team at Georgia Southern. On the road, came out with a victory, 33-26. Pushed us to 4-5. and five. Pushed Georgia Southern down to 4-6. and six. Sitting at a 3-3 three and three conference for both teams. Both teams still both eligible. UL definitely has to win two out of their last three games. Um... First this week being with Georgia Bulldogs on the road in Sanford Stadium. The SEC. That's, that's going to be a tough matchup against an SEC opponent. They've um, got a new coach. Um, they're not having the greatest season, so it could. They are. They're on upset alert. Let's be real. UL usually has been playing good on the road this year. Um, this will really help us out if we want to be bowl eligible. And they're probably overlooking us. They're probably thinking we can't win, but really you never know what can happen. Win for the ULL Raging Cajun football program and Coach Mark Husband. So, I mean, uh, their preparation this week is going to have to be top-notch. They're going to have to watch a lot of game film. Um, they're going to have to outsmart their opponent, a bigger and stronger opponent. We're going to have to tackle Nick Chubb. We're going to tackle Nick Chubb, Sonny Michelle, Isaiah McKenzie, Terry Goodwin. We're also going to have to go against that defense, man. So, we're going to have to play a perfect game, a near-perfect game to come out with the win against the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, I'm not going to sit up here and say... Hey, UL comes out with the victory. I just gave you main points that's gonna that may propel us to victory. So we're gonna watch it play out. We're gonna um, see how that one plays out. We'll give the Raging Cajuns our best, and we'll be watching the game. Yes, we'll watch, Most and definitely. we'll be rooting for the Cajuns. So we'll see what happens with that. Very uh, critical game. Um, Georgia probably set this up just so they could have a kind of a tune-up for their last few games of the season. But we'll see how it goes. Got the win last night over Panhandle State. Yeah, it was a little uh, pretty easy opener. Home opener. Um, yeah, we did well last night. Right. We scored 117 to 47, like you just previously stated. 66 uh, in the first half. It was a it was a very not a very competitive game. You know, Division two team. We should expect to beat them by a good margin so but with that being said Bryce Washington had a good game 20 points 13 boards uh Frank Bartley the fourth he had 12 points five boards and three steals for the Cajuns um and everyone pretty much played well that was starting they had uh Justin Miller starting Jay Wright Jonathan Stowe Frank Bartley and Bryce Washington well we had two double digit scores off the bench and Roydale Brown who was a perfect six for six from the field two of two for three for 15 points and four boards and Stahl Cup Lorenz Stahl Cup had 10 points two blocks and three boards for the Cajuns um those with that being said first two games of the season were pretty uh rough for us 
Uh, we went up to Minnesota, Minneapolis, played the Golden Gophers, led by head coach Richard Patino, the 2013-14 NIT champions, and they beat us 86-74. Exactly. Um, it was a pretty balanced game um, for, for Minnesota. They had five players in double figures on our end. We are trying to replace 60, 66% of our scoring from last season. We only returned three starters. We had 12 turnovers in the first half. Overall, Bryce Washington kind of led the way. 16 points, 10 rebounds, but he did not attempt a shot in the first half. So, you know, kind of want him to be more aggressive. Um, we started Lorenz Stallcap, Frank Bartley, Bryce Washington, Jay Wright, Jay Stove. Um, Bartley, who's a transfer from BYU, should be big for us this year, as, as well as, um, I believe, who's probably our, one of our leaders and senior Jay Wright, who's all around point guard. Um, but off the bench, we had freshman Justin Miller really play well, 21 points, two steals, two of five from three. And Kadavian Evans had 11 points, three of five from three point land. Um, but basically to run it down, 32% from the field for UL, it's just not good enough. Minnesota, they they, they scored at a 51% rate from um, field goal percentage-wise. So I guess our defense needs a little work. Um, the three-point field goal percentage, 33% for UL, 40 for Minnesota. They were shooting it well. We shot well from the free, free throw line, 77%. They shot 69. Rebounds were pretty even. We had 42 with 20 offensive boards. They had 39. Um, they had 17 assists to our 10. We had four less turnovers than they did. The foul count was even at 26 apiece. We did receive one tech. Uh, the bench scoring for us was really well that game. We had 40 points from UL as opposed to 27 from Minnesota. So for whatever reason, we didn't win that one. It looks like they just shot lights out and that pretty much you know, gave the game away. Um, shooting 40% from three, three more than two. And, you know, they're they're coached by a pretty good coach. I mean, the son of Rick Pitino is coaching the Golden Gophers. So we took that first L of the season. That was our first game to open things up. And then we played Montana State. Now, this was a very, very close game. Frank Bartley the fourth was lighting it up. Six of 11 from three-point land for 29 points, three boards, and two steals. But he, uh, the Cajuns just came up short. Uh, he tried to shoot a last-second three-point shot to give us the victory, and we just didn't didn't quite convert on that. We had been down basically the last ten minutes of the game. Went on a twenty-to-four run. Jonathan Stove gave us a one-point lead with twenty-eight seconds left. Uh, they shoot a three, get fouled, go to the free throw line, make two of them, and we didn't uh, score another bucket. And that's kind of how things fell for us, but. Once again, the shooting was off for us, 36% from field goal range, three-point range, 33%. Free throws were 63%. That's a major key. They shot 76% to our 63%, and that, that was the decisive uh, stat in the game. Um, we were very good in turnovers-wise. We only had 14. They had 21. Um, our assist total was very low. We had nine to their 13. I really think... A large part of why the Cajuns might not be shooting so well is they just don't get many assists as a team. They have to learn to share the ball more. They have to really know how to pass up a good shot for a great shot in order for us to, you know, increase our field goal percentages all across the board. 
Um, the rebound effort was pretty pretty even. They beat they they were plus two. Um, Montana State was plus two, 42 to 40. Uh, the foul count we had eight less fouls than they did, so we couldn't complain on that end. Bench scoring was very low this game for us. They had nine. We had nine. They had 12. Um, Jay Wright led the way for us. 14 points, six steals, four assists, four boards. And Bryce Washington had 12 and eight. It's kind of a all-around effort. And Frank Barley was just tearing it up, like I previously stated, with 29 points. But it just wasn't enough. Um, they had three scores over uh, 16 points. They had. They gave. Uh, some, somebody gave us buckets. T. Hall gave us 28 points, five boards, and two steals. And they also had two 16-point scores, so we just lost in the final final minutes, final seconds, and uh, we'll learn from that experience. But we are an experienced team. We had three freshmen, two redshirt freshmen on the floor at one point for us. Uh, I'm glad that we were able to bounce back from uh, from those two losses and get our first win of the season against Panhandle State, a Division II team at home. And then our next two games, we'll play Delaware State at home on the 21st. And James Madison will be at James Madison on the 23rd. So we'll be looking to bounce back and try to get back to uh, to 500, over 500. So uh, we'll be keeping you updated with the Raging Cajuns basketball team. So now we're going to transition into the Pelicans. We're going to talk about the Pelicans. So yeah, they won a couple of games last week. But still much of the same, allowing 100 points every game. We're 2-10, and 10, um, but since last week, since we last talked, they have won two games. They were, they were you know, hadn't, hadn't even gotten a win yet, but they won two games. Actually, the night of the show that we posted that Thursday, last Thursday, they won a game against Milwaukee, at Milwaukee. This is our second time playing them this season. We fell short the first time, lost by four. This time we beat them 112 to 106. It's very good to get our first win. I'm sure AD is pumped and the rest of the team. AD, 30 points, eight boards, four blocks, always leading the way our potential MVP candidate. Uh, He has some help from Tim Frazier, 15 points, 10 assists, five boards. Each one more scored at a good rate, 20 points, three assists, two boards. So things are on the up and up. We also collected another win against the Celtics on the 14th, beating Boston 106 to 105. AD lighting it up again, 25 points, 16 boards, four steals, and two blocks. Had help from Tim Frazier, 10 points, six assists, three boards. Uh, Terrence Jones coming off the bench, 15 and 10. Langston Galloway off the bench, 21, three, and two blocks. Our next three games will be tonight at Portland, Sunday at Dallas, and Tuesday we'll be playing the Lakers for the second time, who whooped up us on us 126 to 99 last time. So we'll be looking for some revenge. They didn't smash us last week. But uh, it's glad good. I didn't go to that game. Um, yeah, me either. Uh, glad we can get our first couple wins. Um, things are. Looking like they might be on the up and up for us. We have Drew Holiday coming back tonight. Mr. Holiday will be in the building running the point. I'm very excited. And then Tyreek just resumed on-court activities this week. So he should be coming back in the next couple weeks. So with those two guys, two of our top three guys coming back, I'm pretty sure we'll start to uh, rack up some more wins and uh, definitely be more competitive as the season goes on. We're going to see. What do you have next for us, Josh? 
Saints, tough losses, man. Tough loss to the Denver Broncos. Tough loss to the Carolina Panthers. I mean, you put the game in the hands of the referees. I mean, the Saints just can't play two opponents within one game, man. So, I mean, especially with the Broncos game. The uh, out-of-bounds play. I mean, we just can't have missed calls like that from the officials, especially when it's playoff implications uh, involved, man. So, I think from the league office, they need to start handing out reprimands for officials that impact games in negative ways, man. So, that's pretty much all I got to say about the Saints. Um, two very close losses, the last two losses. I mean, we were we were... I mean, right there. Of course, maybe, you can maybe. blame it on special teams because the faults happened on special teams. But the Denver I game mean, was questionable. This game was questionable. Yesterday, it just game sucks. Was we're we're kind of on the losing end of these, you know, referee calls. But we're not gonna. At the end of the day, we can't have any excuses. We're a professional franchise. We have to get it done at the end of the day. We got to get wins to get to the playoffs. So we're sitting at. Four and six, two straight losses. I mean, like I said, I'll go back to the game yesterday. We just can't have those blunders on special teams. It's three games we haven't lost this year because of special teams mistakes that were the difference in the game, man. So, um, yesterday we might have blew our playoff chances with that loss to Carolina. Um, that loss would have been definitely good. Good that, for us, definitely. That touchdown before the halftime, Ted getting hurt us, plus that missed field goal, man, that hurt us. Yeah, you losing, take away those things, we definitely win the game. You lose, you know, an NFC South game, you play a divisional opponent, it's like losing two games, so you got to win those. We have to, you got to at least go 5-1 and one to even have a shot, um, so it's looking pretty bleak as far as the playoff picture goes, but we'll see how they finish up the season. Got the Rams next. So hopefully we get back on the winning Should track be a game, dub. Man. Should definitely be a dub. But we'll see. With uh, Jared Goff. I call him Goff. Because I don't know if he's proven yet. I can't call him by his right name, man. So <laughs> hopefully we get a win against a rookie quarterback. I just can't see him coming in the, in the dome and playing against an improved defense that has been playing good the last five weeks. So there you have it. That's a wrap. Episode so 11. Episode 11. In the books. It's been real. It's been fun. You can follow me at K Smith on Hoops on Twitter. You can follow me at Josh Rob Scout. Also, feel free to subscribe on the iTunes podcast app. On the gridiron on the court. Peace.